0: Hello and welcome to the Devils in Detail podcast. I'm Bo Wilkinson, joined by Trevor Booth. Trevor, how you doing today?
1: I'm great, Bo. It's the best time of the year. We're oh, it is March. for
0: sure. It's a week later than usual, but March nonetheless. So first off, I want to talk about the Arizona State U of A basketball game this past week. What did you see from ASU? They obviously came away with that big win, 72-64. to 64. Who impressed you besides Remy Martin? Because obviously he was outstanding.
1: Yeah, Remy Martin was going to be my first choice. He He took over late in the game and scored 12 of the final 19 points for ASU, but... Lou Dort was once again impressive in the first half, mostly, Mm -hmm. and it came down in the second half where he wasn't as much of a factor just because Remy took over, but the fact that his three-point shot is continuing to fall and he seems to get more aggressive but also at the right time, too, his -hmm. maturity is something that's really stood out and that's creating a lot of opportunities for ASU because, as we saw, once he got into foul trouble, once he picked up his third foul about ten minutes in, it took a while for the Sun Devils to figure out things offensively, so that's just showing how important he is and how he is to playing like he did when he came out at the beginning of the year
0: yeah and Rob Edwards struggling usually when he's struggled the ASU offense has kind of struggled as well but Remy obviously did a great job picking up for his his lack of offensive production that game and what kind of momentum do you think this builds for this team as the season closes out now
1: it's got to be huge because this is the first time since Mm 2008-09 that ASU has swept U of A and it doesn't matter that U of A is a lesser team this year anytime you can get your rivals twice and especially coming after a win at McHale leading into the Pac-12 tournament. That's going to be huge for this team. And this is their best stretch of Pac-12 play, winning five of their last six games. And things haven't been perfect. You know, there's been the Oregon game. Of there's course, been yeah. a couple things that they've had to fix here and there. But just the fact that they are at the number two seed, they won that seed outright, that's got to be huge for mm-hmm. this team's morale heading into this week.
0: And they got a very favorable half of the bracket as well. Absolutely. We'll talk about that in a minute, but... Well, another thing that happened this week is the Pac-12 awards were announced, and the player of the year was Jalen Noel from Washington. Defensive player of the year was Matisse Thibel from Washington. Freshman of the year, Lugansdor, Arizona State. Then most improved was Tyler Bay from Colorado, and coach of the year also from Washington. So a lot of Huskies on that list. Is there anything you disagree with? I, I would really only disagree with player of the year. I think Noel
1: had a great season. Um, he was their top scorer on that team, and provided a lot of jolt for that offense throughout the year which kind of struggled mm-hmm. uh, in these last couple games but I would rather give it to Trace Tinkle or Matisse Stiebel for player of the really? year. I think Trace Tinkle he was one of the only he was the only player in college basketball to average a stat line of 28 and 4 and if you look at that team without him are they as good? And, no not even close. Right and just that impact being the player of the year That that's what I would give to him and then Matisse Dibal, I would argue that he's the more valuable player on Washington no, for, agree. for what he did this year. Over 100 steals and over 70 blocks. That, that that A defensive player like that doesn't come every now and then. And he did win Defensive Player of the Year. But And I know offensive stats are how you know people glorify things yeah, nowadays yeah. and approach things. But just the fact that he was able to turn that team around and really lead their identity, which is that 2-3 zone, I would have given it to him in terms of player of the year.
0: It kind of makes me wish there was something almost like the NFL awards where there's a an overall like MVP player of the year, and there's also an offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. Because right. then you could give a guy like Noel or, or Tinkle one of those offensive spots, while not feeling terrible about giving um, Matisse Stiebel two spots, because if those guys are still really good and deserve a spot, it's just probably not player of the year. Right, and there's some controversy in terms of outside the
1: awards we saw yesterday that Remy Martin was named to the All-Pac-12 yep. second team and not the first team. Colorado's McKinley Wright the fourth, got the edge in front of him. And, Bo, I was really confused about this one. Remy averaged more assists. He had a better assist-to-turnover ratio. And he was on the better team in the conference. So I thought he was personally deserving and maybe ASU's most important player this whole season. No,
0: I think you're 100% right on that one. Obviously, Zylan Cheatham deserved that first-team spot that he got. But... I was really surprised Remy was not considered one of the 10 best players in this conference. He definitely deserved that second team as as well as Lou Dort, but I I think everyone else probably deserved it. He should have just got the edge over Wright, in my
1: opinion. And and in the head-to-head matchup, I know Colorado won the second one, so I don't know if that played any notion to it. McKinley Wright was probably the unequivocal leader for that Colorado team going into the end of the year, and how they really closed the year strong. They might be one of the more hot teams of the Pac-12, and it makes sense, and But at the same time, Remy was just huge this year, and I would argue continually going into this tournament that he's going to be ASU's most important player for whatever tournament run they make in the Pac-12 or in the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, I think you're right on that as well because when Remy's playing well, it seems like the whole team is playing well. The offense just flows better. The defensive intensity is up, and that just doesn't show on the stat sheet, and that's one thing that I have a problem with that first-team pick. Absolutely. And so now we're going to move on to... uh... The Pac 12 tournament field. And if you guys haven't looked at it yet, you probably should go take a look at it. The tournament starts tomorrow. Right. And I think we're all getting really excited for this because for the first time in a long time, I feel like this is a tournament that any team could win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at it, a lot of the teams are hot right now. We've seen Oregon. They actually have better odds in some sites to win than Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And they're possibly the favorite on that half of the bracket to get to the title game and then. Colorado as well. They close strong to the season. Oregon State has been proficient at times. They have Trace Tinkle, as we mentioned. So there's a lot of teams that can get to this championship, and a lot of teams that believe that they can secure an NCAA tournament spot. So
0: overall, who is your dark horse to win this tournament?
1: Dark horse, I'd have to say Colorado. Uh, really? I know Oregon's the heavy pick, uh, but in Oregon feels like they got they got a great stretch going right now. They got a great coach and Dana Altman. But at the same time, they're really it, it comes down to Colorado and I think just how well they're playing. Uh, Tyler Bay, we, we mentioned it, got Pac-12 Most Improved Player of the Year, and he's been phenomenal of mm-hmm. late. They've been kind of clicking as a team, and I, I think Tyler Bay is potentially a guy that has NBA talent down the road with just his length, his athleticism, and what he can do. So if, if they can enact that on some of these teams, especially if they do get to that semifinal match against a Washington That's a scary matchup for Washington, I feel like, especially how they've kind of slipped his weight. So we're going to have to keep our eye on that for sure.
0: And you know what, Trevor? I actually agree. Colorado's my dark horse pick as well. They won eight of their last ten to close out this season, three in a row, including wins against Utah and then the L.A. schools. And what's kind of dangerous about this team is they don't have one true guy that they rely on as their offense. They just have multiple guys that the offense runs through, whether it's Bay or McKinley-Wright, Um, They just have so many different options that can score the ball, and that really makes this team dangerous, especially in a tournament format like this, where you don't know, like Oregon State, for example, they can't just focus on Colorado or Cal. They have to just wait and see what matchup they have, so they can't prepare to kind of face all those guys. They just have to hope that what they have in place can kind of hold up as they Come into that day, and that's a,
1: a little bit of a disadvantage you have if you're one of those teams yeah, that is. received a buy. I and mean, we know we talked yesterday. Bobby Hurley said he's going to have two different assistants scouting Stanford and UCLA for Arizona State, so you're going to have your game plan for both teams. But at the same time, you can't lock down on one <laughs> opponent, and you can see what they do in that first kind of game. And at the same time, you worry about okay, they have a game in, they're maybe more acclimated to this arena than us. It, it, it's a factor, and you love to have that buy, but those are some other advantages that those teams in the first round might have.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so now the next thing I want to ask you, who is your favorite to win this tournament MVP? Wow, a tournament it's MVP. It's tough. It could be yeah. so many different guys. It's and it's a
1: lot of guys. It depends on who gets to the championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm just going to I'm gonna have to go with the expected, and I know the Pac-12, it's a conference of unexpected, and I would say Matisse Stiebel gets it in the tournament mm-hmm. MVP. I, I think Washington's going to come out and win this tournament. Uh, just in a tournament atmosphere, defense is typically what is able to help teams dictate the flow of these games, and when you're able to get stops, it, it, it proves dividends because there's mm-hmm. going to be crunch times and games that come down to the wire in a lot of these games, and I believe Washington's defense will help them win out and Matisse Dive will get to show that again, and that would be the likely tournament MVP, but again, yeah.
0: who knows, right? Yeah, it's true. Nobody really knows. My, my uh, tournament MVP is actually Remy Martin. I think he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder after not making that first team, and I think if ASU does make it to the finals and does win this tournament, it's going to be all in part due to Remy Martin, and there's no way he doesn't get the MVP if somehow ASU does find a way to win this tournament. Right. Uh, so now I want to talk to you about this final matchup. Who do you think is going to be playing on Saturday in the championship? It's a tough one. Right.
1: Well, I, I think actually earlier in the podcast I mentioned Colorado is a team that could get to the championship, and if I said that they were going to get to the championship, I apologize. I'm not sure exactly on that pick. I, I do think Washington, out of that half of the mm-hmm. bracket, will be the team to get to the championship, and I think Utah will also be a team wow. that gets to the finals. Just
0: So we're going to have a repeat of the football Pac-12 I
1: think so. I, right. I think so, and it's a matter of. I, I think Arizona State is playing well. I think they've got their best basketball going in terms of Pac-12 play right now, but I, I, they got to show it first. And mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to go all in on a pick, especially since you don't know what you are going to get with that team. And Utah is one of those shooting teams that can get hot. Larry Christowiak's a great coach and is going to set up a, a great game plan for tournament play. So I got Washington and Utah in the finals.
0: All right, I, I agree with you on Washington. I think that they're going to get there, but. I do disagree with you with Utah. I think it's going to be Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, I think Oregon's going to take down ASU in the semifinals, and I think Washington's going to take down Colorado in the uh, in the uh, semifinals as well. So That's the hot
1: team right now, Oregon. Yeah,
0: Oregon is for sure. Colorado's definitely dangerous, so we both have them as our dark horse. But I think Washington's probably just that zone is so tough to beat. I think that they're probably still my favorite. Right. And so I think... Well, actually, before we close this out, I want to talk about some tournament chances for Pac-12 teams. Obviously, it looks like Washington's going to get in. And ASU, looking like they probably should get in as well as long as they win win on Thursday, they're probably in for sure. Um, But do you see a scenario where the Pac-12 gets three teams in? That'd be really tough. I I think it would have to come
1: down to a team other than Washington, say, a Colorado, Mm -hmm. getting to that championship game and then beating an ASU. If ASU can get to the championship game, I think that will do their part because Washington will probably get the at-large bid because of what they've been able to do for the conference throughout the season. And if ASU gets to the championship game and loses, I think that at least keeps them in the tournament. I don't know if it pushes them back to Dayton, but they would be in as an at-large too, and then obviously a Colorado would get um, that that third bid. So it's likely, but... Like Sean Miller said from Arizona two weeks ago, it'd be a miracle at this point. So I I really think it's going to be two at most. Uh, That would probably be the likely scenario I'm thinking of right now that could get
0: three. So you're saying a slight chance at three, probably two? Probably two.
1: I I think ASU, it's a matter right now. They put
0: themselves in a good spot right
1: now. Right now it seems mm -hmm. like a matter of staying out of Dayton. Yeah. If they can win this this first game, that'll likely keep them out of Dayton. Uh, But from what everyone has been saying, you look at Joe Linardi's bracket, Jerry Palms' bracket, Bracket Matrix, which has all those compilations of all those sites across the Mm -hmm. web, it seems like Arizona State is in. uh, And right now they're just trying to fight in terms of where they're going to be, if they're going to get a first round buy or not.
0: Yeah. I I think I agree with you there. And so, Trevor, thank you for joining me. Thank you, It's going to be a very fun Pac-12 tournament and then NCAA tournament. Absolutely. It's a great time of year. And thank you all for listening. That's been that's it for this edition of the Devil's Detail podcast.